Remember to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe anywhere podcasts are distributed, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. The show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Remember to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. How much responsibility do you take on? And do you have a tendency to take on so much responsibility and to basically do so much that you've got nothing left? You know, I've um, I've been through a wide array of stages in my life. I, I remember when I was really young as, as a teenager, it's the times in which you had so much spare time, you had no idea what to do with all of it. Seems like an eternity ago in which I've been in that life situation. But to transition from that to 20 years later where you've got, I've got a, uh, I've got a family, I've got kids, I've got a job, I've got hobbies in which there's just barely any time to squeeze in anything new. And this idea of taking care of yourself starts to become a lot more difficult as you run out of time because it's always easier to take on more responsibilities. If you're one of the types of people who observe the world around you and you see a need and then you, you walk into it and you start to just kind of take control of that or try to help, and you adopt new responsibilities at a whim, volunteer for too much, it can be an incredibly difficult thing to try to adjust to that schedule as you get older. And I made a lot of mistakes on this. You know, I think it was probably mostly right after I had kids in which I had to do something called pruning. Now, when you have a Uh, When you have a tree or a bush and it's growing wildly, you can take what are called pruning shears and you prune the tree. And what what that does is it actually cuts down the tree to, first of all, make it appear more presentable in the short term. But in the long term, pruning actually encourages the tree to grow in a very specific direction so it doesn't continue to grow wildly. And so this process of pruning things out of our life is basically the process of going through all of the growth areas of our life, and there's many of them, and pruning out the things that are maybe growing wild, you know, they're just kind of out of control. And in many ways, the only way you can really do this is to kind of go through all of the responsibilities you currently have, like, I guess an indicator as to whether you struggle with this issue or not whether you are good at taking care of yourself, 
is how exhausted you feel, how drained you are, how squeezed you are, how stressed you are. Whether a new opportunity presents itself and you basically, your stomach sinks. You know, let's say you're out with a friend or family member and one of them proposes doing something new. Maybe joining a bowling league or something. You know, anything. Any new concept. And then internally you just suddenly feel this dread and overwhelming notion of my goodness, if I sign up for one more thing, I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. I, I do not, I do not have, I don't have it in me. I got nothing left to give. That's generally a pretty good indicator that you've probably over-volunteered for things. And so if, if you're the kind of person who tends to do this, and I know that there's a, a wider range of people who do tend to do this, this pruning process can be extremely beneficial. And what I've done, and as you know, I'm a fan of lists. I do a lot of lists on the show. And uh, I, and I like lists because they're simple, and I believe they accomplish a lot. But you can actually sit down with a yellow notepad, or it doesn't have to be yellow, it can be white. Just sit down with a notepad and write out the, the top 10 most time-consuming things that you do during the week. I mean, this is anything obvious from I go to work to... I volunteer, I don't know, wherever you might volunteer to I have this hobby of maybe you bowl, play video games, maybe you spend time with friends out and about. And then after you've kind of written out the list, rearrange the list in order of how much time you spend on each one. And then from the top down, kind of work your way through it and, and determine whether or not it's worth the time. Or if there's any pruning that can be done. And here's one of the, the weird things that I, I, got, I always got into this false binary thinking when it came to things like this. I'm like, because I, I was a gamer growing up. I love playing video games. And so... Early on, when I had to sacrifice time playing video games, it was frustrating for me because it was one of my favorite hobbies and pastimes. And I assumed that if I was going to do something, I had to either do it or not do it. I had this, uh, I don't know if you get into this false binary thinking, where it's, an, it's a, I either can or can't do it. There isn't a, a middle ground. There isn't a, I can do it a little bit. There's none of that. It was, it's no, it's either I can do it or not. And this is a trap you can fall into with things like this when you're going through your hobbies and you're pruning them. Because when you prune a tree, you don't go to the root generally and just prune a branch at the base of the tree. <laughs> you don't cut it out completely. In many ways, you just cut the branch where it's at and then you try to cut it in a way where it can still grow. It just may not grow wildly. It just grows in the proper direction. It may be growing back into the tree area or the bush area so it doesn't grow outward and look insane. Kind of like we look when we grow wild. But um, when you prune something, the, the purpose of it is to actually keep it growing in the same direction, to keep it in, in line with everything else. And so this all or nothing feeling, uh, thinking is a trap. You know, if you get into this habit of assuming that you, you can 
you have to do something. You have to do something or you have to not do it, which is just not true. I think a lot of this was just my pride. You know, it's like, I, it's like, well, no, if I can't do it this specific way, in other words, if I can't play my video games three hours a day, every day of the week, then I might as well just not do it at all. Well, that's just me being stubborn and unrealistic. But regardless, try to avoid this binary thinking when you go through the list and you go down through it and you're like, you know, I spend, and this is just an example. Maybe you go down the list and you're like, well, work, I can't cut that out. I got to keep my job. And then you may go down to spending time with family. It's like, well, can't reduce that anymore. I do need to spend time with my family. And then maybe you get to the hobby part, the video game part. And you're like, well, you know, maybe I don't need to spend 25 hours a week doing this, which is like five hours a day or three to five hours a day. You know, maybe I can cut that down to like one to two hours a day. You know, that'll give me an extra hour. Same thing with chores. It's like you go down, maybe chores are on your list and you have to, I mean, you have to take care of your house and stuff, right? And so you're like, well, maybe I can squeeze 30 minutes a day into doing something small around the house and then drop 30 minutes of Netflix, you know? Um, and that's what this whole pruning process is. It's, it's the act of kind of refining our schedules so that they're more constructive. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because if you are, if you're like me and you do this pruning process, you can make the mistake of that all or nothing feeling and then start cutting out completely the things that bring you joy and happiness and fill you up, which is really on point with what the quote's talking about. We're going to dig into that a little bit more about actually taking care of yourself well here in a moment. But first... This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast, and Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right. For 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners. So when you're going through this pruning process, it's really easy to just start cutting out the things that actually bring you joy and happiness. And and that's really the, the risky part of this binary thinking. I hope you're not susceptible to this. If you go through that top 10 list and you see that there's literally nothing on there that actually fills you up and makes you, gives you some kind of joy, and it doesn't even have to be for an immense amount of time, then that's not good. I mean, you have to have something in your life that quote unquote sparks a light in you. You know, there's a lot of things that we need 
or a lot of things that we do because there's a lot of things we need to do if we want to be helpful and loving to others. And if we genuinely care about people and we care about the people around us and we want them to do well and we want them to succeed and we want to be a good example for them, then we need to first set that example ourselves. And we cannot do that if we do not take the time to take care of ourselves. So if we've eliminated all of the things that fill us up from our schedules so that we can continue to take on more responsibility, over time we will be drained. Or I like to use the word squeezed. It's like a sponge where they squeeze you from every last drop that you have. Or your responsibilities squeeze you for every last drop. And if, if we're not careful about refilling ourselves or having something that fills us back up, then eventually there'll be nothing less left to give. So if, if you're, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you, if you do that litmus test and you're like, man, I can't take on any more responsibilities. I can barely get by as, as, as it is. I've got nothing left or I've got very little left. Then you're, it's not anything to be guilty about. You're just, you're just being squeezed to a significant degree. And so it's important to go through that list and, and start to prune out some of your responsibilities even. Maybe you over-volunteer for things. Maybe you've signed up for too many responsibilities. Maybe the responsibilities and not the Netflix are what you need to cut out. You know, and I'm not saying, I kind of, I'm not trying to pick on Netflix, but maybe there are certain things in your life. Maybe you, maybe you need to listen to music quietly 30 minutes a day. Maybe you need to listen to a devotional, a daily devotional to fill you up. Maybe you do need to sit down and play some video games. Maybe you need to read a good book. Go for a walk, go for a run, go for a drive. Whatever it is that kind of, in my opinion, whatever brings you closer to God, you know, whatever kind of brings you in line with some kind of power that fills you up, that's where you need to make sure you spend some time with so that you can refill the cup. Because you can't pour from an empty cup. Something in your life has to fill you up. If you want to continue to be effective, because if you can't, if you're not full and you're not able to pour into people well, because you're not taking care of yourself well, then it makes it difficult to love people well. And so self-care and self-love are essential components to taking care of people well. You know, culturally, people tend to paint this picture of the altruistic, self-sacrificing martyr, right? Where you need to just give everything up of your own for the cause. You know, uh, uh, altruism in and of itself is a self, self-gratifying process. You know, it'll fill you up in the process of sacrifice. People who advocate for this generally aren't actually practicing the altruism they preach. Because if you actually are being altruistic in the sense of self-sacrifice, and you're pouring into other people as a way of life, it takes a part of you. It, it pulls from your soul. 
It saps you of your strength. Altruism is not generally a self-filling or self-fulfilling process. Because when you're pouring yourself into something or someone else with everything you've got and you're doing it well, you do run out of energy eventually. And so a lot of people make the mistake of assuming that the, the, the sacrifice and the, and the crushing weight of martyrdom of, oh, I'm such a saint because I'm so miserable. They assume that that is the heroic way, but you're no good to people around you if you're miserable and unhappy. You know, that doesn't set a good example for people. And I'm telling you this because I went through this whole process. It's like I, I, I was, it's very easy to live for other people to the point where you don't even bother to look at yourself, especially as you get older and you have kids and then you start taking on responsibilities at work. And it's, it's easy to get lost into something other than taking care of yourself. But this is a trap because you can think you're loving other people well, but you're setting an example of deep misery. It's not a lifestyle that people will want to model, you know, if you want to be a good example for people, then show them that it's important to give, but it's also important to stop and take time for yourself so that when you do give, you can give joyfully, you know, and I, I get it. This is a lot easier said than done. I mean, especially if you're like a single parent or if you're in a crazy work situation where maybe you work salary and it takes up 60 hours of your time. You're like, well, when, and maybe you've got a family at home at the same time. It's like, well, when am I going to fill myself up? You know, what, what, when am I going to squeeze into my schedule time for myself? And generally that's an excellent question, by the way. But, but what I had to start doing is I actually had to go through the list of things that fill me up. So then rather than list all of the responsibilities that I have, I made a second list. Like I said, I'm a fan of lists. And on this list, you write down the things that fill you up, the things that bring you joy, the things that spark the light in you, the, the things that invigorate you and make you ready to face the day. And just do a top 10. This could be listening to music. It could be listening to a devotion. It could be playing video games. It could be watching Netflix, whatever it is, whatever your flavor of life is, you know, whatever, you know, like art, gives meaning to life. So art is a great example of things that fill us up. And then here, here's the secondary part that I had to really get good at because I'm like, okay, well, it would be great if I could play video games for three to five hours a day, but that's just ridiculous. And, and to be honest with you, three hours a day, it just doesn't fill me up. But you know what? This thing down here, and in my case, it's actually the perfect example of something that fills me up is this podcast you know, this only takes about 30 minutes of my day and it, it fills me up a lot more than the, the three minutes of video, the three hours of video games. So it's like I have things on my list that are better at filling me up and are less time consuming. So maybe I should rather than spend so much time on this thing that fills me up, maybe I should prioritize this lesser thing that fills me up quicker. I know this is kind of a weird prospect to bring up. Many people don't think about this, but it's like there are more time efficient things that fill us up quicker. And the two things that ended up at being at the top of my list were 
my daily devotions, which is like an audiobook. I listen to an audiobook for like 10 to 20 minutes a day. And I might do it on my drive. So that was one. And then the second, or podcasts, that's another one. Or a second, and the secondary one was, uh, what was it? My gosh, it just escaped me. Oh, it was the podcast. <laughs> of course. The daily podcast. That one filled me up. And then I discovered, well, this this devotional thing, this audiobook thing, these these really kind of really helped me throughout the day. And so what I started doing is I started kind of digging into that hobby better because I could pop in a set of AirPods or headphones and I could kick on 30 minutes of a book a day, you know, and it could fill me up while I'm doing other things. So the nerd in me found a more time efficient way of filling myself up. And in a lot of ways, that's sometimes the best thing we can do is, is rather than stick with our old method, because I think in, in a lot of ways, video games were my old method of filling myself up. And, and trust me, I'm not knocking video games. I still love stopping and spending a, every once in a while a good amount of time on a video game. But, but it's just in my current stage of life, it's just not practical to use that on a regular basis to fill me up. So I had to find new hobbies or I had to dig deeper into other hobbies that were just more time efficient. And for me it ended up being a combination of audiobooks, like a, a small amount of audiobooks, podcasts, and daily devotionals. And and this this kind of trifecta here, you know, those free three things really get my mind in the proper space to meditate on things well throughout the day. I get the proper headspace and that fills me up much like a cup of water so that I can continue to pour into people around me. I can be a good customer service representative at my job. I can be more useful to my friends and family. I can be less miserable when I'm around them. Um, and that's just what worked for me. You know, I don't know what your current stage of life looks like. You know, maybe you've got more time and different hobbies can do more for you. But whatever your flavor is of of what I like to say uh, brings you closer to God, because to me, these are the things that the things that bring me closer to. And, and I'm I'm a I am a religious person. If you're not a religious person, that's totally fine. But generally speaking, there are certain things that bring me closer to what I would say a spiritual experience, you know, that that make me feel God's presence, so to speak. For me, of course, I actually think it is God's presence, but if you're not religious, you won't think that. But because like it's almost like the the closer I am to that source of power, generally the more I can do, the more effective of a human I can be. Because it's like I I I draw from a from a source that's just so much greater than myself. You know? And I do think that genuinely art, music, these these almost like What's the word for it I'm looking for? The uh, transcendent, that's probably the word I'm looking for. The transcendent art forms that you can't even put into words sometimes. Poetry, you know, the, these things that are, you hear them and they've got this deeper level to them that you can't even quite explain, but they just fill you up by nature of being around them. Music is just a perfect example of this. You know, music has this way of of connecting us 
giving us an experience that no amount of words really can on their own, you know, and it just, it can fill you up, you know, and I know a lot of people where music is it, you know, that's the thing. They literally could not live without their music. So that's a great example of, of what may fill you up. But the whole point is whatever your flavor may be, make sure you are on that schedule of things you're doing. You're filling yourself up and then they work at this, you know, for a few days, weeks, months, years, and just kind of refine what fills you up the most. And then as you begin to get filled, you'll find that the next time an opportunity to serve or to, to be there for somebody or to help somebody, hopefully you will have enough in you to be able to pour into them. And then if you find yourself empty, take a day off. Take a break. This is why vacations exist. This is why vacation days exist. Because life is about this constant balance. It's like a dance between stress and fun, you know? And and we just need to get better at it. And I think as, as you get older, you do get better at it as long as you're intentional about finding that balance. So I hope you find that helpful. So remember to take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Find something that fills you up and make sure you spend time with it so that you can go out in the world and be a light not a miserable, complaining, frustrated, angry bundle of nerves and stress. But you've at least found a balance between your responsibilities and the things that fill you up. And don't waste all of your time on just doing the things that you love. You know, if you eat steak enough, it tastes like dirt. So... Find find a balance between responsibility and, and taking ownership of the things in your life. It's the best advice I can give. Take responsibility for the things in your life. Own them. Work at them. Make them better. On your, on your immediate circle, clean your room. Wash your car. Organize your life. Do a better job at your job. Do these things well so that they do squeeze you and, and challenge you. Put yourself in a position so that when you sit down to play that video game or, or listen to that devotional or listen to that audiobook or that album so that you, you fully enjoy it. Because there's no, no greater pleasure than after you've been squeezed or your cup has been drained when you finally sit down and you get to spend that one hour for yourself. It is, it is an immensely joyful experience. And once you've, it, it's like, and then like, okay, I'm rejuvenated. I'm going to get back after it tomorrow. Now I feel so much better. You know, I'm ready. Like I said, it's, it's hard to get this, you know, to get this balance, but it's, it's definitely worth it. You know, you'll actually enjoy your hobbies more when they don't control you and you control them. So remember to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. This has been the Wisdom We're Doing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Thank you for joining me today. Before you go, please like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That helps the show grow, feeds the algorithms. Also, if you're listening on the podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever network this podcast is distributed on. It includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. 
You can visit the website at wisdomworthknowing.org for new ways to connect with and support the show. And the show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. You can sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. And until tomorrow, remember to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today. Because as always, that's all we can do. I will see you all tomorrow.